As the gangs all show up, I'm like, we're, we're doing this. He's he's literally playing the score for us, and we see him sitting there. This is how exciting the Oscars are. We'd rather talk about our pets. Good morning. Good morning. Bullshit. It's like some Eugene rules. Male camel toe pants on. Pull your damn pants down. Like, I don't want to see your balls. Star Wars, I haven't seen. It was brilliant in its stupidity. Penisy hands, then run through the Italian shitter. I ordered a camera for my la- uh, desktop. Oh, Thought nice. Might, might give that a try. Wait, so does that mean you're not going to use your phone now, or are you. I just thought I'd give it a try with. See if my computer can handle doing two things at once. Wait, so th- this is on your phone, though, right? Yeah, you're on my phone right now. Okay. Because, yeah, I can tell it looks a little bit different than last week with your phone. No, this is the same as last week with my phone. That What? The quality yeah. is actually better than it was last week. Maybe it's just internet connection, but it seems like the, the quality... Your masculine beard looks a lot more... Glisteny. Maybe it's just because I shaved. Yeah. Or I've, I've, I mean, I move the camera left and right a little bit, I guess, but... No, that because it's brighter in your room or something. I don't know. <laughs> I got better lighting this week. <laughs> I hired a guy. No, oh, hey. <laughs> oh, you're bright-eyed and bushy fucking something. Yep. <laughs> How's it going? Uh, oh, it's been a, a morning of cleansings. <laughs> Oh, yeah, me too, me too. Oh, jeez. Oh, man. Just the food poisoning exiting my body and every orifice. So did you throw up again then? No, 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 no. But I just, oh, I mean, I've just, I can tell my body is revolting. Yeah. Just like, what did you eat, Eugene? Sorry, I... It's lettuce, I guess. Contaminated lettuce. A lot of it. <laughs> that was a rough weekend. Whew. And then I'm, I can barely stand up and my son's sicker than a dog. Ugh, it's been fun. It's been fun. Yeah. Um, after last episode's recording, I got strep throat and literally didn't work the rest of the week and was sick all weekend and still on a lot of antibiotics and still blowing a lot of shit out of my head and trying to get back on my feet. But I mean, it was Thursday till I could sit up for a couple of hours. And even that made me throw up. Ugh. Awful. That was one of the worst, worst flu weeks I've ever had. I mean, I was really? laid out. I was so laid out that I couldn't even focus on watching a movie. I watched three seasons of the big bang theory in a week. Oh man. There's nothing else. I was just, you know what I mean? Where you're just, I'm gonna yeah. hate anything I put on. That was that was me this weekend. Um, what did we? I watched Joker, and I could care less. I, it was a great movie, but I'm like, I just, I started it now. I have to finish and just get this done. Meh. Ugh, I feel like just warmed over death. I mean, I didn't even try to watch movies. I, I just next episode, next episode, next episode. Or I'd put on some TV, nature stuff or something. I just knew anything that I'd try and watch, I'm going to be annoyed with. Yeah. Yeah. No, that was 
that was me this weekend too. And then, you know, my son was, he was sick. So, uh, you know, Johnny would be running errands or whatever, or she would try to, she would be trying to get, uh, Hudson out of the house because it's like Hudson knows when things are off. So he, his volume just rises like five decibels. Um, and it's, it's, and he's, he's just, he's wired up like, like, at what point did we give you an eight ball of Coke? Cause he just, boom, boom, I'm let's, like, let's we're just, sick. Corbin, Corbin is the exact same way. He was climbing the walls all week. Yeah. What can I do to annoy you? What can I do to annoy Holden? What can I do to annoy yep. everybody? I'm going to run around and just scream. Yeah. And that... Let's just pack him and Hudson up in a box and ship them to Uganda or something. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. Come just... back in five years. Yeah. Work <laughs> the mines for a little while there. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Oh, but it, it, so she would try to get him out of the house. So it was just Lucas and I, and he, whenever you're like, whenever, and I remember this when I was sick as a kid, there's like certain things that I would get kind of get hooked on for watching T on TV. And I'm like, that's my sick, my go-to for when I'm sick. And I'm like, you know, when I was sick, I used to want to watch Dungeons and Dragons, the cartoon, the cool cartoon. Yeah. But my mom would, no, 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 that's a no, no. So I'm like, so that means you and I, Lucas, we're going to be watching some D and D on YouTube. So we just plowed through old school 80s Dungeons uh, and Dragons. I think Tubi or Crackle might have that. Oh, really? Because it's on YouTube, too. But I, it probably better quality on yeah. Tubi. But uh, all those those shows are so great. They're so great. I'll have to oh, check I them out. Love... I know what you're talking about, but I've never watched any. Oh, they're awesome. That was that was the cartoon that I used to have to try to sneak when I was, I don't know, nine years old. And mm-hmm. now Lucas is nine years old. And I'm like, watch as many of these as you want because <laughs> they are awesome. And... For the relatively harmless, actually. Yeah, they're harmless. Yeah, I mean, but yeah, uh, unless you're have a big issue with anything supernatural or creatures or whatever. Unless but, you're Amish. Amish, <laughs> yes, yes. But it was great, and there are a lot of them are on YouTube. So we just flew through a bunch of those, and I could barely pay attention though. I was, oh, I mean, it's, what sucks is I love Mexican food. I love Mexican food, but. Boy, once you get food poisoning on a certain type of food, that's it for a little while. Because I'm like, that anything Mexican right now pretty much grosses me out just to think about it. And it wasn't like your favorite Mexican place, was it? No. It, it, was, it wasn't my favorite favorite, but it was one that we frequent. And it was just, it was convenient for me. Um, Going back there anytime soon? No. <laughs> no, I'm good. I'm, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> uh. So anyway, but I'm feeling somewhat better, although I, who knows? I, my nose is a mess and a mess. Oh yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I was so sick last week that there were a few times that this might be it. This just, this just might be the end of me. And now I'm like, wow, I feel pretty great. Still sick as crap, but that's so far elevated above where I was that, wow. Yeah, me too. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I was, I was so sick. And grown ass man with strep throat. Let me let me tell you the. Uh, I know I've said it in text, but just a PSA for anybody out there. If you th- are curious if you have strep throat or not, you don't have strep throat. Do you understand what I'm saying? Uh huh. You when knew I woke, when I woke up on Wednesday morning. I was like, I'm going to the doctor because I have strep throat. There's no. <laughs> see, my boys had it the previous week. And I don't know if I've ever had it, maybe when I was a kid, but I'm telling you, it's a different level of sore throat where 
I gotta, I gotta go right now. You gotta give me something because my throat is closing up and I just gargled Satan's cock hell juice. Uh huh. Awful, awful, awful. Oh, and I, I mean, for me, it was Revenge of the Lettuce. Oh, <laughs> oh, and my stomach. And you, it, and you know, like, like I got back home and, you know, kind of unwinding and I'm like, huh. My stomach is gurgling a bit, and that's never a good thing. And it went from gurgling to sharp pain. There's a sharp, there's a tiny little dagger. It just keeps gixing right in my lower intestine. That's odd. Tried to watch a movie and was sipping on a drink. I'm like, mmm, this drink is not tasting good uh, at all. I'm like, you know what, Eugene, why don't you just go upstairs and just lay down. And as soon as I hit the sheets, I'm like, nope. We this is going south real fast, uh, and next thing you know, it, it both ends. I mean, just <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like when I eat too much, uh, when I have something with too much cilantro in it, my body can't process cilantro, so I have to be very careful with it. And if I get too much of it, mm-mm, that happened just a couple of weeks ago. Oh. Nope, up she all came. I didn't even oh. make it. I like I left. It was something I had at work, and I left work, and came home and I didn't even make it inside the door. Like I was walking in the house. I was like, huh, I think I'm going to throw up. And I didn't even make it inside the door. I had the door in one hand and I just turned around to this big storm grate that we have outside and projectile from the standing position. And And that was from the cilantro. Yeah. Yep. I can't, I can't have it. I don't know it, but it, it's same reaction that you're talking about. At first it just Mm. feels kind of grumbly and then a couple of sharp pains. And it was like, I think I might, you know, there's no, you know, a lot of times you can hold it and run for the bathroom. There was none of that. It was, this is out now. You know, my body just returned to sender. Yeah. And as the hours went on, I'm like, oh, there, it just like, just, it got hotter and hotter in my guts and shark to puss versus rhinoceraptor (laughs) escape from Eugene's colon. Oh, it was, oh, (laughs) it was so bad. Oh, what a weekend. Oh, and Lucas just. It sounded like he was uh, a dog dry heaving. That's what the voice sounded like, and that's what I sounded like the first couple days of it before it turned to strep. Oh, wonderful. Wonderful. It's, it's, you'd think that once you hit a certain age, you just don't get certain things. Pink eye, strep throat, mono, but no, 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 no. Well, you bring kids into the mix, and they're, they're the petri dish of your life. Uh-huh. Daddy, hug me and jump all over you and... Uh, I cough into your eyeball and right yeah. up your nasal passage. Yep. <laughs> I just came from school where everybody's sick. Actually, the schools were so bad this last week. I don't even know if I told you this, but on... Yeah, you did. Yeah. Thursday morning, we got a text. All schools will be shut down on Friday so that everybody, the janitors can go around and wipe up, wipe every oh, room clean. That's how that's many kids bad. and faculty are, were out. That's how much of this flu is going around. The doctor told me it's one of the worst flus he's ever seen. And I said, yeah, I know. I had it over Christmas. Uh-huh, now uh-huh. I'm back with strep. <laughs> okay. And I would, I would guess that, that you would not have had either of those had it not been for your kids infecting you. Well, although you didn't the – Christ, the Christmas one you're not sure of. The Christmas one I'm not sure of. I don't know where that came from, but who knows? You know, around the holidays, everybody's getting together and uh, whatever. Yeah. Okay, we, we need to – yeah. Sickness and complaining. It's what Oh, he's old. Ah, sicking, <laughs> dying. 
Oh, just hang with us, folks. All too soon it'll be, I got my colonoscopy today! Oh, Oh, yeah, that's, I mean, we're talking like episode mm, 330, 335, check back with us then. (laughs) There there might be probing going on. (laughs) Well, let's get on to the probing of this episode. (laughs) Are you ready for the roulette? Oh, is it? Are you ready for the roulette? Oh, yes, yes. Oh, I'm Eric. And I'm Eugene. (laughs) And apparently this is the first time we've done this. Okay, here's yep. the... <laughs> tinkle, tinkle. It's time to spin the wheel of the movie roulette. We dive in the ocean of cinema and try and find those gems in the rough. Ticka, 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 ticka. There ticka. we go. Ah. On this episode of the roulette, it is Siren up against American Assassin. And you're up first. What did you think of American Assassin? Okay. Well, let's just pull up... Our handy-dandy IMDb right now. <laughs> A-M-E-R-I. I mean, what, what, before we even start, was your was your review influenced by your illness? Or um, did you watch this before that hit? I watched it before, so... Okay, good yeah. good to go. Which is good, because, yeah, seriously, like, I really like the joke. I really like Joker, but mm, that viewing was... I was angry. Yeah, not angry. No, I'm not in the mood. I'm not in the mood to hear your laugh, your your cackling laughing, and it's great, but not right now. It's not okay. Uh, American Assassin. This is the Dylan O'Brien, Michael Keaton movie. After the death of his girlfriend at the hands of terrorists, Mitch Rapp is drawn into the world of counterterrorism, uh, mentored by tough as nails former U.S. Navy SEAL Stan Hurley. Uh, yep, good movie. Uh, Borderline great movie, actually. I, I, hour and fifty minutes of just cool, R-rated badassery. Uh, can't believe that that was Dylan O'Brien. It almost didn't even look like him from I, it, it, Maze like Runner. Two, it, it looks like his older brother. I know. It's like what two years have passed. That's not that long, and he looks a lot older in this. Uh, man, this was. It starts out with literally with a bang. That was hardcore. Whew. At the beach resort thing. Yeah. And, oh yeah. I remember. Um, and then right directly thereafter, he's just he is pissed off. He's pissed off the whole movie. Yes, um, he is. Wow, oh, that was that was great. Um, and that was that would be. And I'm not sure when this came out when it was released, but this feels like a really good off-season action thriller. Like, not summer. This is not a big-budget summery thing, but this is more... Um, I don't know. Just... April? In the vein... Yeah, and maybe in the vein of uh, Olympus's... Or, like, Olympus Has Fallen type mm-hmm. thing. Maybe not quite as big-budget, but that level of enjoyment. I quite liked it. I thought that the end... Boy, they really went for it with the end. Um, yeah. yeah. Like, ah, why not? Let's just detonate this... Bomb in the middle. Yeah, it's cool. Um, I, I mean, I think maybe they could have. I'm just nitpicking, but the CGI, I guess, could have been a little bit better. But it didn't bother me, especially for a roulette net Netflixer. I this was quite good. Uh, September fifteenth, twenty seventeen is when this came out. Oh, that sounds about right. Yep. That's... But thirty three million dollar budget. I really dug this movie. Oh yeah, me too. That was. Was that um um it, it couldn't have been the the one guy that um 
that he was kind of teamed up with looked like Scott Atkins, but it's not Scott Atkins. It can't be, but it looked like a little bit beefier version of uh, Scott Atkins. Uh, the guy he's teamed, or, or are you thinking about the other bad guy they're going after? It was wasn't uh, not Sam Worthington, but the guy that played Gambit was in this. Oh yeah, no, no, not him. It was uh, it was one of uh, Scott Atkins was... is in this movie, by the way. Oh, he is. So that was yeah. him. Yep. He was one of the recruits or whatever that that him and him and Dylan O'Brien's character do not get along. Yeah, and Taylor Kitsch is the other guy I was trying Taylor to Taylor Kitsch, he's the bad yeah, ghost. Um Yep, that solid movie. Uh, as of right now, I uh, again, the roulette's come and go from my mind so fast, but this would be quite up there with roulettes for me for the year already. If not number 1, I <laughs> uh I mean that's that's theatrical goodness right there. I think next year we need to move our random genre of the month from January. It needs to be in March, I think, because not much is going on in March. In January, we need to do our year-end wrap-up. I mean, it's I know. mid-February, and we still haven't done our best of 2019 for roulettes or just in general. Oh, I know. Maybe we should start next week on that? Yes, definitely. Definitely. Okay. And, and it's going to be three weeks till they come out, <laughs> so it'll yeah. be March. Oh, jeez. So. Yeah, let's, we'll get on that. I'm sure our listeners are just... Eagerly waiting with bated breath to hear our best of the year. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Since the and Oscars roulette. were, were <laughs> this last yeah. weekend, we're going to talk about them now, but it'll be three weeks from now. <laughs> uh-huh. It's, yeah. It's, oh, well. You get what you pay for here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ever timely with our reviews. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, I'm glad I'm glad you like it. I, I watched it on something, and then I went out and immediately bought the Blu-ray, because I was like, that kicked ass. And the, you know, the violence. I remember that hotel room, he was just like cutting off hands and stabbings and blood and gunshots are bloody. And ah. Oh yes, this earned its R rating. In the first couple minutes, it was like, okay, we are not messing around. We're going for it. I like that. I agree. Okay, over on my side, Siren. Uh, when did this come out? 2016. A bachelor party becomes a savage fight for survival when the groomsmen unwittingly unleash a fabled predator upon the festivities. Oh boy, oh boy. This is a roulette movie, if ever there is one, but... And as many complaints as I have for it, and there's plenty. Uh, it's not the worst thing I've ever seen. I Leave it in your queue, hour 20 minutes, leave it in the queue for October when you're looking for something... That's quick and has a you know, a couple of moments where you're like, oh, that was kind of cool. It's almost kind of worth it for this one moment, three-fourths of the way through, where... Okay, well, we'll get to that. Before yeah. that, I mean, these douchebags. You know how it is when you start a movie and it's like, woo, we're going bachelor party, woo, bachelor party, bros getting together. And you're like, and you, uh-huh. oh, that, that, oh, that's the douchey one. No, wait, that's the douchey one. No, wait. There's four douchey ones. Usually there's one cool one, but it was kind of like three douchey ones and one that, eh, eh, even the nerdy one's kind of a douche. <sighs> party, man, party, bro, let's party, woo, strip club, come on, woo, you know, we're, come on. Uh, and the way it's lit and shot, you know, immediately, I, oh boy, buckle in. But as it, <laughs> as it went on, as we got into like the second act and, and, you know, a little further into, deeper into the film, it felt a little more like that Hellraiser movie that we did a commentary track for. Not, not in style or anything, but just in tone of, and the look and feel of the movie. 
you know, there's just a different kind of low budget between the flashy HD camera, shitty whatever, and this. The improper lighting, and this where you can tell they're at least trying. Do you, do you know what I'm yes, talking about? Yes, I do. About? Yep. Oh yeah, that, I, I hear you. And even when you watch that Hellraiser entry, which what, which one is it? The one we uh, did the commentary for. Uh, part, uh, that was Hellworld? Yes, it was Hellworld. Yes, Hellworld. I mean, immediately you go, oh, this is some low-budget schlocky stuff, but you can tell at least they're trying, and it's a little more hands-on. It's so hard to explain this, but if you've watched this kind of shitty shit, you know what I'm talking about. Uh-huh. So they go to this sketchy strip club place, because we're not going to say no to anything, and Vegas is where everybody does it, so we're go- we're going to take our bachelor party to, like, Mississippi, or I don't even know where the hell they went. Uh, and so they wind up in this real seedy place and with a lot of amputees and huh what i lots of things happen for reasons but at any rate they eventually hook up with this siren and then they let her go and escape the club and they're kind of demony people maybe i don't <laughs> but the siren thing is kind of cool and about three-fourths of the way through this is what i was getting this is almost worth the price of admission here there's a moment where, I don't know what your Facebook or your social media feeds look like, but I get these pop-ups every now and then of these, like, Instagram people who do makeup, and I, I mean, like, special effects makeup on themselves, and it's a time-lapse thing, and at the end they look like a demon, or their head is all cut in half, and it's, you know, really cool special effects. It's like they got somebody like that to do the effects on this girl, because she sh- shape changes a little bit, and it... This one point, I mean, she looks right at this guy through a window and goes, I like you. And that little moment was so cool. It was almost, I was, you know what? I'm back in on this movie. I'm back on this movie's side. Like, because the makeup was so hardcore and so good looking, so amazing. Didn't look cheesy or corny. It was like, oh, fuck, that was cool. So, is this a good movie? No. Should you keep in the queue for October and give it a spin because it's worth it for a couple of moments? Yeah, you might even like it more than me. This might even be one of those that you watch three, four, five times and probably still come back with the same review, but it's one yep. that I could see you maybe doing that with. So yeah. keep it in the queue because you don't want to miss that moment. That was pretty sweet. I'll, uh, just because it's a feature-length version of the one VHS story from part one, I definitely want to watch that at some point. So that'll be yeah probably next October or if I get... What do I watch? Uh, that. Yeah. <laughs> Coming next week. <laughs> no. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Are you ready to move on to the next round? I am, yes. Oh, kitty time. Kitty, 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 kitty. Meow. Meow. Anyway. Richie the choir. Is the cat in your room now? Oh, it's going to be here in couple minutes. That's, oh, it's going to be fun. It's it's never been in here before, so, oh, tons of places for it to secretly pee or poop or... Anyway, okay, you're... Yeah. Uh, first up, the last black man in San Francisco heading your way. Compliments of Mr. Stephen Miller. He said this was a great movie, and I would like you to also chime in on the movie. It's a uh, short runtime of two hours... Uh, it's a drama. A young man searches for a home in the changing city that, <laughs> that seems to have left him behind. Um, 
Here's hoping that that's a really powerful movie. I bet it is. Um, <laughs> Such an ass. Uh, <laughs> next up is Deadcon. This is the complete polar opposite of that. This is hour and 18 minutes, so this is your short one. Horror movie, The Horrors of Isolation... Uh, the horrors and isolation of being a social media influencer run rampant when a collection of YouTube and Instagram stars soon discover there are things scarier than thousands of teenagers armed with phones asking for selfies. Interesting. And lastly, probably your safe pick, uh, I lost my body. <laughs> this, this one here you throw my way, so it's, uh, yeah. Hour and 21 minutes, TVMA, a story of... Nofel, a young man who is in love with Gabrielle in another part of town, a severed hand escapes from a dissension lab, uh, determined to find its own body again. And this is animated from France, and it was nominated for an Academy Award at the Oscars, where it lost to, of course, Toy Story 4. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, man, it was... That was whatever. That was a hard eye roll for me. Uh, we'll get to the Oscars. Uh, yeah. Polaroid 2019, 88 minutes. A teen's discovery of vintage Polaroid camera develops into darker tale when she finds that whoever takes their photo with it dies soon afterward. Uh, desolate. In a severe drought-ravaged dystopia, the youngest of a farm family starts a quest for revenge after his brothers betray him and leave him for dead. And lastly, from Martin Scorsese, bringing out the dead. Paramedic on the brink of madness from too many years of reviving and losing lives. Meet the daughter of a man he tried to save. Together they confront the ghosts of the past. Uh, that one's a little longer, 122 minutes, but it's Martin Scorsese. So I don't feel bad throwing it up there. What do you want? Um, uh, uh, that, uh, what was the one with the brothers or whatever? Desolate? Desolate, yeah, it's, I'll jump on that. That sounds interesting and not, uh... Not horror-ish, so I'll, hey, I'm being, I'm, I'm stretching, stretching myself and spreading my wings. Eighty-eight minutes. It's yep, hell of a stretch. It is. It's, <laughs> it's a risky dare. Uh, dead con. I shut the trailer off after fifteen seconds. What? Um, did you I watch think the I trailer? Won an award? Uh, <laughs> you, you. At fifteen seconds, you get the. Uh, Produced by or the companies, you know, from studio, blah, blah, blah. Mm -mm. Uh, well, what studio was it? Or? Oh, it didn't matter, because everything that came before that was just shit. <laughs> I don't know. It sounds I, good. I Lost My Body was uh, Oscar nominee. Yeah, that's, that was a good pick to throw up. Throw it up again. But I'm going to take The Last Black Man in San Francisco. That trailer was fantastic and looks really good. And oh. so I'll... It's one that I've wanted to check out, and yeah, this will give me the push to get it done. And I trust Steven more than you. <laughs> ah! You did good this week. I don't know why you think I would shit on this week. You got an Oscar winner, last or Oscar nominee, last black man in San Francisco. I was up for some awards. I don't think it won any. I don't, or it was like uh, uh, independent awards or something. Yeah. But a lot of people were talking about that movie. Dead Con, dead I mean, you got to throw one roulette in there. That's, you know, I get it. Yeah. I don't have to pick it, but at least you didn't throw me three roulettes. It was a, an official selection of Fright Fest 2019. It was a selection. It get good reviews from my horror sites. Oh, kitty! Hi, kitty! <laughs> oh, boy. Meow! Meow! Yeah. Oh, I hope it pees in your lap. It's on my lap. He's on my lap. 
Okay, what are you going to do? <laughs> yeah, I'm good. I don't know. <laughs> Mom! Okay, we'll have fun. Okay, I'll. I'll give her. Okay, I'll give it a try. Nope, not on the desk. <laughs> okay, bye. See you soon. Hi. Wow. Aww. Eugene's finally got some pussy in his lap. Oh, and he, yeah, that's very true. Um, he loves to climb on my computer now. That's his new thing. He sees it. And I'm like, no, that's going to literally stop everything. Like that will, especially because we're recording, that will blow up my computer. If he's <laughs> one paw on the computer and the house is going to go up in flames. <laughs> oh, and he, he's eyeing my keyboard like, oh, I see your keyboard. I went up there. <laughs> okay, what are you going to do? You're going to lay down? Wow. <laughs> Yeah, this is... Uh, oh, adjust your laptop. All I'm seeing is your forehead. There we go. Okay, you lay down. And I will take... Um, you already took like, yours. Oh, I already took it, Next yeah. week on the roulette, it'll be <laughs> the last black man in San Francisco up against Desolate. Okay, there you go. Uh, so, Oscars. <laughs> Ugh. Oh, did, how much of it did you watch? I actually watched pretty much most of it because I just went to that that website I sent you to. You can bring that up on your phone, and so I just had it on my phone while I was watching stuff with the family, and I had headphones half on, half off. Yeah, because you don't need to hear every single thing about it. Just laid on the couch and had it on my phone and watched stuff with the family. I thought it actually moved at a pretty good clip. Yeah, me a lot too. Of people were saying hurry, hurry it up. I was like, well, they had some presenters that they did two awards each. Kept it moving. Some of the, it's the same grown stuff. Some of the pre-written stuff or the people that aren't used to being in front of live audiences. You know, there's oh, ha 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 joke joke right? Oh, ha, I know. Ha. It's so it's, oh, it's painful. It's so damn awkward. Now, obviously, the SNL girls did fine. They had no problem doing it because they're used to it. Yeah, they're used to it, and I'm like, ah, oh, it was kind of funny. And then they, we go, we cut to that Billy Eilish or what? Oh, hi! It makes me feel old, but I just I hate her name and her stupid hair. And oh, I guess she has a good voice, whatever. But just no hard pass, hard pass. <laughs> I like a couple of her songs, but <laughs> she does. She, <laughs> how do I say this without being a uh, rude asshole? But. She does make odd faces when she's singing, I think. Like, I, I've seen her before when she's singing. I'm like, what's what's going on over here? And I, I half wonder if she isn't a big-time stoner or something. She, uh, she's like, yeah. man. Like, and, and that performance, I, I don't know about you, but I almost could not hear her. I know she's a whisper singer. I almost couldn't hear her singing. Yeah. I, it's it was just every now and then you'd get a... <laughs> I just oh, and it's I guess good for her that she's going to do the Bond movie, but it's like I don't deserve it. Whatever, it's fine. Um, I just yeah, and she's not even a millennial. Uh, Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Whatever. (laughs) 
Uh, but, any uh, yeah, surprises? Anyway. You know, no, I didn't catch the very beginning because I was actually signing up for this that site uh, mm-hmm. on my laptop, so I missed the very beginning. I caught like half of Chris Rock and Steve Martin's monologue, which was pretty good, I think. Yeah, that was, but was there something before that? I don't know. Did well, Brad Pitt was the first award. Did you see that? Yeah, I saw that. Well, I wasn't I sure think if that there was the first one. Okay. Yeah, I wasn't sure if there was a big opening presentation musical or anything like that before Chris Rock and Steve Martin came out. But they were funny. They were, that was uh, fine. There was, actually. And it was shit. Oh, it was. Okay. All right. What was it? I don't even know. Some singer I don't know, and she was running around yelling, and then a bunch of dancers that looked like they were all doing their own dance at different times, and... Fireworks and sparkly things and song I didn't know, didn't care. I, whatever. Gotcha. It's a song and dance town. Yep. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I think that one of the highlights for me was, now I wasn't able to stay awake. I was still recuperating from, uh, not recuperating. I was still sick. So I didn't stay up for the whole thing. But um, I would say that Brad Pitt's acceptance speech was one of the highlights. I mean, that was the beginning of the show, but... Man, I thought he did great. Oh, I said it when when he was done. I Good luck topping that, everybody else. And nobody did. Not even close. And I, I saw a lot of people saying, Oh, Joaquin's speech was so good. No, it wasn't. He sounded like a rambling lunatic. I get what he was trying to say and put across. I get that. But he just came off so pompous and weird and pretentious. He is weird. <laughs> it was just weird. But... He ended it beautifully, like the lyric from his brother. That was really cool. I thought that was the best part of it, but everything that came before, he's oh, we artificially inseminate cows so that we can take milk from their udder for the yacht. What? Like, I I get it, dude, but you're losing everybody. You just sound like weirdo. (laughs) Especially when you're constantly, you look so dour and you're constantly telling everybody to be quiet. Every time they go to clap, you're like, no, no, shush, shush. Just, just, we get it. We get it. Yeah. You're good. I did like uh, Bong Joon-ho's uh, speech, his his first speech. Uh, where Both of his were he, good. Huh? Both of his yeah, were I know, good. I, just, I like that he was like, oh, I guess now I'm going to go drink. I'm like, there you go. That's how you end an acceptance speech right there. Yep. It was awesome. Uh, <laughs> I, I got to say, I was, I was thinking, I'm not sure where you were. I mean, you've seen some of the best picture noms. Uh, I was expecting Once Upon a Time or 1917. I was like, those are probably, especially when Parasite won the uh, best in, or best international film, which I do like that title now better than best foreign language. I think that that's that it fits best international film. Yeah, like, yeah. Um, it's not a foreign language to them. Yeah, it's 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 international. Uh, but mm-hmm. I'm like, well, that that's their consolation prize. There you go. And I'm like, oh, oh, oh. I thought it was just. Almost an underdog story, a, a, a small budget South Korean movie that pretty much swept the Oscars. I thought that was great and well deserved because I know you haven't seen the movie yet, but it it's probably still my favorite movie of the year. Once I really shift my uh, best of, I mean, there's one other one that it's that's it's rivaling, and it's uh, it's not Joker. <laughs> yeah. Well, I thought there were several films that were overlooked. Yeah. Uh, but no, I haven't seen Parasite yet, but, and it's not, 
I'm not correcting you here. You said it, it's almost like it's an underdog story. I didn't realize that there had never been a foreign language film as a best picture before. So in 90, this is the 92nd Academy Awards. That's more than an underdog story. That's yeah. the first one from what I read on the internet. It's the very wasn't, first one. Or wasn't Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, was that up for best picture or was that just, was that not nominated? It's the first one to win. I think others have been nominated, but it's the first oh, one to win. Oh, yeah. Okay. So that's a that's major, awesome. that's a major underdog story in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Again, uh, you know, another thing I thought of while I, you know, they bring up the, and the nominees are, and when it was a non-female category, when it was a man category, they, and they have all the heads of the nominees in the background. I just couldn't help notice like, man, that's a lot of white dudes every fricking time for every fricking category. White, 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 like, come on, man, do better because yeah, that was and a great, granted, I haven't seen the Eddie Murphy movie. I know that you were really pushing for that one. Oh. I mean, would that have been worthy of? Like, if we're putting been the Joker of... up there, I'll put Dolomite as my name as a Best Picture nominee. Sure. And don't get me wrong; I like the Joker movie, yeah. but it's I, eleven awards. I don't know if it was that good. Yeah. Yeah. Winner of I guess did it win anything other than I think it won. Did it win two. music? Something with music or soundtrack. I think so, yeah. Yeah, you know, it's funny. Every theatrically released film that has featured the Joker has won uh, an Academy Award. Really? Yep. What about... No, when you say feature, like, prominently, like, Suicide Squad surely did not win anything. Yeah, it did. It did? (sighs) Yeah, costumes or something. Okay. And 1989 Batman won something too, set design or something like that. I do think that Joaquin Phoenix did, I mean, he did a great job as, as a Joker. Uh, to me, uh, out of all of them, if, if not him, I would have probably said, uh, probably Leonardo DiCaprio. He did great. He's, oh, he's great in everything. Um, yep. So. Uh, I almost feel like he did better than Brad Pitt in that movie. Yeah, I would probably agree. But I guess, I guess. But I guess Brad Pitt got for supporting actor. Yeah. He would have been up for main actor. Yep. Hmm. I don't know. I didn't feel like there was a ton of surprises. Uh, Toy Story 4, I was already griping about. What a boring pick. I haven't even seen this. I lost my body and I already like it better. I haven't even seen Toy Story 4. It's it's certainly better than 3. It's better than 3, but I couldn't tell you hardly anything about it. I saw it in the theater with the kids and I'm like, I, I remember the lady and her kids crunching on food behind me more than I remember the movie. Uh, something uh, great escape or <laughs> something escaping and adventures and Woody and <laughs> Eminem. That was why cool. that was, I thought that was cool. I was I'm like, what, why, what's going on here? What's why? But I'm like, ah, oh, it's, it's unique. I, I mean, it's fine, but, that that song or movie was up for Oscars in two like oh two or something. Uh huh. Why why are, why is he performing this now? I I don't know. I was fine with it, but it was, huh? Alrighty. Uh, there were some people overlooked in memoriam as there always is. Uh huh. Sid Haig. That, that I was not impressed with. Like, ah, come on, Luke Perry. I don't uh, I don't believe Luke Perry was. Yeah, that's the one I was looking for, Luke Perry. It's like, come on. I, I, for me, Sid Haig is, I mean, he has been in so many movies. 
Uh, I mean, yeah, he was in the Rob Zombie movies as of late, but it's like he was in a lot of big movies back in the day. THX 1138. Uh, anyway, yeah. Oh, well, they always do that. They always do that. You know, and- how hard is it? You you got you're part of the group that can definitely call somebody up at SAG and say, hey, who did you take off the list this year? It's not that hard. Yeah. Yeah, or or going to IMDb. Is. Who died this? I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, and I, I don't know about you, but I I I understand. You know, there's certain there's certain celebrities that are are more famous than others, and the applause is greater for certain ones than others. But I to me, it just it just seems like that's something that where you don't clap until it's all done. Like, I agree. It's awkward with us. Like they're all, they all meant something to somebody, and it's like, uh, yeah, I know. Kirk Douglas passed away, and he was a hundred some years old, and that's he was awesome. But it's like, so did you know, all the other people. They were, they meant something to someone, and I don't know. I just think it's awkward when it's like uh, this person gets a couple claps or whatever, and uh, it's weird. Just I, I know what you're saying. Yeah. But how do you overlook Luke Perry? But you found time for but there was some agents in there like who i you know it's just so weird i remember that toby hooper they left him out a year or two ago whenever he passed i'm like really really eh, it's the oscars that's that's i've come to expect that with the oscars it was interesting watching it this time though and i told my wife just i said oh i just think back to all the years where i would try to watch just snippets of the Oscars while living at home with my parents or visiting my parents on a Sunday where the Oscars would be on and they would watch it a little bit. And it was just, oh, they were brutal. I mean, my whole family is just brutal on the Oscars, including brother-in-law. Yeah. You know what the drill. Just, oh, just liberal idiots and blah, 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 and tits hanging out. and blah, Oh, it's just like, it's just weird to... Shut up and act. Yeah, it's... We don't care about... I've, I've got a new thing for when people say that, when they say shut up and act or shut up and play ball. I look at him and I... Like, like say it's a plumber that I'm a friend with, and he says that. I look at him and go, shut up and plumb. Yes. <laughs> like, they have as much right to speak as you do. What do you... Yeah. <laughs> yep, agreed. You don't have to uh, like it or listen to it. You can just go on you with your merry way. Mm-hmm. But I love Brad. What Brad Pitt did was that's how you do it. Yep, it was right just there. That little was and money. It was great. It was perfect. He just makes it. He just everything he does. He just does it cool. His acceptance speech just was cool up there. Like he doesn't seem nervous. He's just a little emotional, but just I want to hang out with that guy. Yep. <laughs> has uh, has Tarantino ever won for best picture? I don't believe he has. Has he? Best picture. No, hold on, let me see what he's won for. How about that? Because I know Inglorious Bastards, I believe, was up for Best Picture. Because Christoph Waltz won Best Supporting Actor in that, if I remember correctly. Well, I I mean, his picture right here is him holding an Oscar. Did he win? Unless it was for Scream... Oh, really? Has won two Oscars. What has he won for? Did he win something for Pulp Fiction, maybe? Like a screenplay or... Uh, winner, Best Writing, Original Screenplay, Django Unchained. Okay. Uh, winner, Best Writing, Screenplay, Written Directly for the Screen, Pulp Fiction. There we go. So he's only won two Oscars himself. 
hey, I didn't know he had won any. But he's still, I, he, he says he's going to stop at 10. I, I think don't. he wants one for directing. He wants one for directing or best picture. Has he got any for best picture? No. Nominee? He's had a nominee for best picture with Once Upon a Time and a nominee for best director with Pulp Fiction. Didn't oh, that was it. Mm-hmm. Man, I thought there was something for Inglorious Bastards. Uh, best achievement in directing. What does that mean? What's the difference between that and directing? Yeah, I kind of think it's the same thing, isn't it? I, I guess maybe they changed the title after '94 because for '94 it says best director, uh, and then for 2009 it says best achievement in directing. I guess maybe they. What is the fuck difference? <laughs> Because they don't want to say, you are the best director. They want to say, great achievement at directing. You know, the, the other guys are still good, too. And they are guys, and they are white. Yeah. Oh, I know. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, you can keep talking. I gotta send my wife a text. The cat is still on my lap. It's uncomfortable. And mildly gay. <laughs> Love you. Cat means nothing to me. Send. We aren't yeah. on purpose gay. We are prison gay. We are prison and... Because he's a boy. He's a boy. Good morning. How are the allergies? Good morning. Allergies been okay? Oh yeah, no allergies at all. Good. Yeah, so that's that's a good thing. Um, but he does really well with um, with uh, not meowing too much and not being too much of a pain. Well, once he gets a little bigger and is calmed down, you know the kitty gets out of him. Then it's doggo time. You think? Get yourself. Oh yeah, you get yourself a nice little doggo, little, so yeah. the boys can handle it. Oh, and this, I just—it's just weird. Maybe it's because they haven't been around enough small dogs, but they have zero interest in dogs at all. Because uh, I wouldn't be opposed to... I, I love schnauzers. That would be my dog, is a schnauzer. And no, they don't even... Like, I think I've told you before. They don't even like to say dog. It's it's D-O-G. They spell it out. Well, that's just because... I'm telling you, it's just because they've been around big asshole dogs. Yeah, which... German Shepherds. They've just... it's And it's weird. It's, it's German Shepherds are the dogs that they've had contact with that they... Which I understand. I totally get it at being a kid and having a big... German Shepherds are mean looking. Yeah. I had a run-in with a uh, St. Bernard when I was a kid. Ask me why I don't like big dogs. Yeah, or Cujo. Mm-hmm. Thing tried to rip my head off. Ugh. So. I still have bad dreams about that from time to time. And I think... hey, I'll, I'll just... You know what? When you guys get to that point, I'll just let you borrow scotch for a week. He's perfect. He doesn't go... I mean, he has no accidents in the house. Just... He is... He's a little dog. He's skittish. Like, not like he'll attack your kid or bite your kid or something, but if you make a movement towards him, he'll... He'll, like, run away. He's not aggressive. Bark, bark, bark. Yeah. Yeah. This cat does nothing but sleep, for the, for the most part. It's like... The, uh, oh, that's gonna change. Oh, that is gonna change. Yeah, oh, wait till it gets to a, about yay big... And then it's going to run all over the house and claw everything to death. Or did you get it declawed? Oh, we can't. We're, we can't get this cat declawed. That is in the oh. country. Yeah, this is. 
this cat cannot be declawed. Which I understand. It's fine. I mean, we we've already trimmed the claw, the cat's claws. It's easy, and I understand why you don't. So it's it's fine. Um, but yeah, it's, he's just chilling out right now, purring on my lap. Well, they get to that teenagery level for a a year or two, and they just tear ass around the house. Well, I'm and this cat's gonna get big. Our listeners are like, please, for the love of God. They're like, this is how exciting the Oscars are. We'd rather talk about our fucking pets. Uh, are you ready to move on to Recently Watched? I think so, but I, I just, I, I am very glad that uh, Parasite won. I do, uh, and I know that you had watched uh, Akja, I believe is how you pronounce it, but I really do want to check that movie out now. And I don't know if I've watched Mother before. Like, how many? I haven't either. You know, after uh, he won, I saw a couple of things in my social about... They, they always slap this shit together. I don't know who does it, but... Top 10 Bong Joon-ho films or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I think I've seen almost all of them other than one or two. They went down this list and... I, there there might have been two in there I had seen. I was like, what? I hadn't even heard of half of them. But they all starred the same guy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, have you seen... The guy from Parasite. Have you seen the... Um... Uh, what's it called? Memories of Murder. I might actually own that. That was... I haven't seen it in so many years, but I remember it being a bit disjointed. Or It's been so long, but I remember when I was watching, I'm like, this is... This is a good movie. It Maybe it needed a tighter editing or something was a little off, but even then, I'm like, this is... This is really good. And, I don't own it. And I, I'm not sure if I've seen it or not. Let's hey, you know what? He won for best direct, oh, best achievement in directing, I guess. Let's go down his list here. Barking dogs never bite. Have you seen that? Nope. Memories of murder. Just give me a yes or no. Yeah, that's it. the one. That, yeah, that's uh, yeah. The host. We've both seen that. We've both seen that. Mother. I haven't seen mother. I have not seen that. Snowpiercer. Yep. Both seen that. Yep. Okja, I've seen that, and you've seen Parasite. Yeah. Okay, well then, what the hell was that video I watched? Must have been short films. Yeah, he's done a bunch of short films. I see here, uh, Sink and Rise, uh, Incoherence, Memories in My Frame, and White Man as short films from him. Hmm. And then something called Tokyo Segment, Shaking Tokyo, and then Digital Short Films by Three Filmmakers 2004, Segment Influenza. So I have seen most, I was right, I've seen most of his movies. Since the host, at least. Yeah. Mother sounds interesting. I would like to watch that at some point. And that Okja. You really liked that, if I remember correctly. I did. It's kind of crazy and, and weird and fantasy, whatever. But I would rather have a host or a Snowpiercer or an Okja than him doing regular drama. You know? Yeah. Which I will say, as you probably know, is what Parasite is. Right. And Mother. It, it, and that's nothing against those movies. I obviously I haven't seen them, uh, but yeah, I, I just I tend to lean towards the fantastical when it yeah. comes to these kinds of directors, especially when you set the bar way up here with Host and Snowpiercer and Okja. I wonder what because uh, I would guess that now he pretty much has close to a blank check that that Hollywood's going to want him to do something or other. I wonder what he's going to what he's going to do with the next plan is or is he going to go back to South Korea and make another movie over there or because the man can't speak English <laughs> well barely yeah I don't hold on one sec let me see here uh, 
I don't know that he does have a blank check. And let me tell you why. Uh, worldwide, it's made $165 million. How much did it cost to make? Talking about Parasite? Yeah. Dang on, that's good. Uh, I mean, this is a drama with no special effects, essentially, so it could not have cost much. What's the budget? That doesn't say here. Dang on, that's a... I'm, I'm done with Box Office Mojo. The, the new box, it's just shit. It's awful. Awful. And I'm not, I'm not doing the... I don't... Sorry, guys, a match cut. I'm not doing the Summer League anymore. I, I, I can't tr- spend my life trying to track down numbers. This is just... It's just bullshit. Go back to the way it was. No. It was so simple to navigate, so easy. Isn't, didn't they do this just to make you want to subscribe to... I don't know. It sucks. I hate it. Okay, let, maybe we can find it on Wikipedia. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna guess. I would guess that the budget of that thing, fifteen to twenty U.S. a million million U.S. dollars. That would be my guess, just from seeing the movie. Just again, it's essentially in a couple houses. <laughs> uh, the budget is thirteen point five billion billion yen or whatever. I would guess <laughs> a wulong, uh, eleven million U.S. Jeez, that 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 is a money maker. <laughs> That's a money maker. I don't know if it. Quite gets you a blank check yet, but uh, that's pretty good. Yeah, and to have and it, who, it, who released it? CJ Entertainment. No, oh, that's yeah, that's. Hmm. And to have a, a drama that's an hour or that's uh, two hours and ten minutes long that's in South Korean, South Korean. That's in Korean uh, with this subject matter, but it's it translates to me. It translates very well. This is not one of those where it's like oh, you got to. It's a lot of it is lost in translation. No, this this translated pretty good. And that's probably why it, one of the reasons why it broke it broke out is because it's class warfare. It's so good. It's great. I'll I'll definitely check it out. But on the same kind of topic, there was one guy on Twitter. I don't know what who the racist douche is, but he's like, "Ha! Huh, I told you." The social justice warrior movie Birds of Prey is gonna bomb. Everybody's writing articles now about what a big bomb it is. It made like thirty thirty five million its opening weekend. That's not a bomb. I mean it's not lighting up the box office, but that's not a bomb necessarily. Mm-hmm. They should have released it on Valentine's Day. They should have released it this weekend. Mm-hmm. I, I think it'll probably kind of repeat what it did this weekend. Maybe not quite that much, but it can still carry through. And the people that are saying it, oh good luck. You're never going to see another Harley Quinn movie. Oh, I just love it when people say shit like that. It's like, you you guys have no idea how this shit works. You really are so clueless. This is Warner Brothers. They make these kinds of decisions with a whole group of people sitting around a table, and they don't care what this movie made. They look at the end of the year, and at the end of the year, oh, how did we do? Well, Birds of Prey did this, and it cost us this. And I'm like, all right. And, oh, we also made this little movie called Joker for like forty or fifty million. Okay, how much money did it make? A billion dollars. Okay, let's keep making more more of these. Just mm-hmm. it doesn't. Oh, this one one failed. Who cares? Joker made so fucking much money, it covers the losses of this times ten. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's not even saying that this will necessarily come to being a loss. That's one weekend. It's not even a full yeah. week. It's the same people that say that that uh, Rise of Skywalker is a bomb. I'm like, really. It made well over a billion dollars. It doesn't matter if the movie cost $300 million. It made over a billion dollars. It, they're 
trolls. Trolly. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I wish that I could say the person that said that was some douchebag with a no name and no avatar or, you know, an avatar of an egg or something stupid on Twitter. But no, it was some guy in a in a tie who's a some critic for some right wing rag. Ugh. Gross. Oh, just just pisses me off. Yeah, me too. They, I hate it when they discount a movie after two days. You know what? They did the same thing for James Cameron's Titanic. They buried that film for a year, went over production, went way over budget, was the cost hundreds of millions of dollars over budget, I believe, and then the opening weekend, what, did a pissy amount of numbers, next weekend, eh, next weekend, oh, it's still making $20 million. and then it went on to make like $20 million yeah. every, yeah, weekend every weekend for boom, months, boom, months, boom. months, months. That was awesome. I will never forget that. I will, <laughs> me either. I'm not saying Birds of Prey is going to do that, but it just... They just want to be the first to have clickbaity topics that just bury the shit in two days. Yeah. Are, any interest in Birds of Prey? I, eh, I oh, I've been desperately trying to watch it on <laughs> from 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 various points, but uh, have not been able to. <laughs> but, well, my uh, my other laptop died with my software on it. You know. Oh yeah. Oh okay. Gotcha. Yeah. So I said, fuck it, and put it on my main computer, <laughs> which we'll get to that to recently watched, which it's, oh, oh we've bullshitted enough. Uh, recently watched. We'll, we'll, we'll get into some uh, sweet baby Jesus deliverings here in a minute. Uh, Perfect. You're up first. What do you got? Okay. Let's, uh, I'll, I'm not sure if you've watched this yet, but I, uh, and I won't spend much time on it because I've, we both talked about this movie in depth on the show before, and that is Dr. Sleep. This is the director's cut. Have you had a chance to watch director's cut yet? Not yet, but I'm going okay. to this week. Okay. So, um, I, here's my thoughts on the director's cut, which is a half hour longer, at least a half hour longer than the theatrical version. Uh, d- for you, I don't expect any major changes because it didn't feel a whole lot different. It just felt a little bit better, like a little bit more fleshed out, a little bit, Less choppy, but there was not huge scenes that I'm like, whoa, that was major. It wasn't, but, I, but having said that, I loved this version. I loved that it was breaking, broken up into chapters. thought that was really cool. And everybody just, it, the movie had a little bit more time to breathe. And at a movie, at, the movie is three hours, and I was still never bored. That's great filmmaking right there. Ewan McGregor is great, of course. Uh and uh, Rebecca Ferguson is equally awesome as Rose the Hat. Um, it's such a such a great movie. It's definitely this will be in my top ten of the year. Where it falls, I'm not sure. Um, but to me, the director's cut's the way to go from here on out. Even even at three hours long, I was never bored. How was uh, how was the heartbeat on round two? You know. Actually, it was not near as bad because I watched it at home and I have a pretty good sound system, but I watched this in the XD screen here at uh, Cinemark and it was really loud there. And here, I, I noticed it. I, de- I definitely noticed it, but it's it was not as ear-thumping loud. Uh, so it didn't, like, uh, but I, do, I, I did notice it. And, like, literally the movie starts and ba-bum, 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 ba-bum. <laughs> I'm like... Great. Now I'm going to be thinking about that. But I did notice it. But I, it, 
my bass is not turned up super loud because kids. Yeah. So it, it wasn't a, a huge deal to me. I'm trying to think of anything that I would have had major issue with. I mean, I guess some of the end, uh, which is very, very drastically different from the book. Um, Did they add stuff was, to the third act? I think a little bit. Yeah, but not nothing major. Okay. It's just it felt like just a whole bunch of little scenes for pacing were taken out, and now that they're back in, it flows much much better. There is more stuff with young Danny, and there may even be a little bit more stuff with um, oh uh, Scatman Crothers character. Um, ah, I'm drawing a blank now. Um, That's all I need to say. What more do you need? You know who I'm talking about? Yeah, of course. Okay, there may be a little bit more uh, with him, but um, yeah, it, it's a great movie. I, I'm looking forward to hearing what you think. If if you noticed stuff that, um, if you noticed anything major, because I really didn't. I, again, minor things here, but it's impressive that there's that much new footage, and it's not the easiest to tell that it's in there. Hmm. So. Well, it sounds like it's the uh, kind of frame-fucking that was uh, taking out of another movie. Star Wars. Rise of Skywalker. Sweet baby Jesus, the heavens opened and allowed me to watch this movie for a second time. In glorious... maybe 720p. (laughs) (laughs) With Chinese subtitles. Oh. (laughs) So you did watch it again. I did watch it again. And... As predicted, I, I'm i a Star Wars dork, everybody. If you don't know that, welcome to the show. I liked it quite a bit more than the first time I watched it. And granted, I already said the last time, I was on vacation in Florida. I was kind of hammered. I was excited to see the movie. That's why I was getting hammered. I was like, yay, new Star Wars I haven't seen. And this time, I kind of knew what to expect. And so I was looking for... Uh, those things that were my complaints the first time around, trying to pay a little more attention to these things. And it all felt quite a bit smoother this time around. It still feels jumpy and like the ends of scenes are cut off and things like that, that JJ doesn't normally do. I still feel that way. I still feel like this movie needs another 30, 40 minutes to breathe. Give us a little explanation on a couple of things here and there. A couple little tiny scenes. I'm not even talking about anything major to complete any major arcs. Just probably what's happening in the Doctor Sleep director's cut. Uh, yeah. Just a, a line towards the beginning that Lando lost a daughter. Uh, you know, a little thing here, a little thing there. I came away this time feeling even more so that the people that hated Last Jedi and love this movie because they say it destroys everything that happened in Last Jedi, I still think those people are out of their mind. I feel like J.J. played off of everything that Ryan did. He took it to the next step. He didn't spit on anything Ryan did, in my opinion. And one of the things they love to point to is, oh, Ray throws away her lightsaber and Luke catches it and says that's no way to treat a lightsaber. Okay, he's learning from mistakes that he made from his poor training. Everything Luke did in Last Jedi, I'm not getting that started again. I'm just saying everything he did in there, he was trained to do. So it does not surprise me that he acted that way in Last Jedi. I I really feel like like J.J. built off of what Ryan did. And that's the best thing that a director can do. That's what you're supposed to do if you're going to be making movies this way. 
So now, I, what did you think though about Canto Bite? Like, because I think the Canto Bite was maybe that was just a one-off thing in Last Jedi, and then the end. Because that is obviously not referenced again. That's a done deal, right? Uh, yeah, but I don't think we needed to reference it again. And and uh, to what you're saying is, is similar to what um, Last Jedi haters said about Last Jedi. Well, where's the Knights of Ren? We built that up so big in Force Awakens, and then there's nothing about him in, in Last Jedi. And I'm nodding my head. I'm, I'm wiping my head going, what are you talking about? They were a one-line mention in Force Awakens. They were not built up to anything. If they were built up to anything, you did it in your own mind. And I'm not I'm not necessarily saying that you're doing that with Canto Bite, but in a way, a little bit. Like, Canto Bite was just a one-off thing. They went there, they did their thing, they left. That was not meant to be an ongoing okay. thing. And... Uh, to the people that hate Last Jedi and and say that about uh, uh, the Knights of Ren, did you get what you wanted with the Knights of Ren and Rise of Skywalker? Because they're oh, they got their asses handed to them. They're a, they're <laughs> non-existent. They show up in a couple of scenes and walk out of the scene. They don't fight anybody. They capture Chewie for a second, but then don't. Unexplained. They show up at the end and get their asses whipped. They don't mm-hmm. speak one fucking line. Is that the build? That's the build up you want. And ever, everyone that I've talked to that hated Last Jedi and had that complaint said the same thing. Ooh, finally we got delivered on Knights of Ren. What the fuck are you talking about? They didn't do jack shit. They wandered around and looked menacing with their big machete swords <laughs> or butcher swords, whatever, and then just got their asses handed to them. Uh, the rise or the re- the uh, redemption of Kylo played even better the second time. Totally works. It's just Vader again. Uh, there were a couple of other things that I thought were great. The uh, that I I didn't maybe notice the first time around the uh, the desert scene where they go to find the knife that bit and they mm-hmm. jump on those things and you got the Quidditch stormtroopers. Uh, yep. <laughs> I loved that. What I what I really loved about that was the. Um, the transportation or whatever the hell, I don't know what you call them, but the transportation devices that they were on were a mishmash of pod racer parts and, uh, return of the Jedi, return of the Jedi biker things that flew through Endor. I thought that was so cool. Cause once again, you're, you're bringing back things from the prequels. You're, I, I like that. I like that you're involving the prequels. That just makes me happy. And then of course you have the best scene of the whole movie where, Rise, rise, Ray, rise. And it's so full of cameos from the animated series, voiceovers, and old people from the past. I, I loved that. So I, I really, really enjoyed it. I still think that Rise of Skywalker, uh, uh, Last Jedi is the strongest of the new trilogy, but. Please, Disney, for the love of God, give us a director's cut of this movie. It desperately needs it. It needs to be it 45 does. minutes longer. Yeah, I agree. I still think, though. Uh, you know, in hindsight, thinking back to certain parts that were, you're like, okay, what? Like the, uh, the map thing or where you, like she's standing at the exact spot. Now, okay. Uh, that's another complaint that I had, but on second viewing, 3PO's translation says you must, must be standing at the South shore. So at least there was a little bit of description. Okay, so there was a there. little clue. There was one little bit. Now that's still awfully fucking vague. But mm-hmm. maybe it was the southest point of the shore where she was standing. Okay, you know, makes it a little. I, I buy it a little bit more. 
Okay. Also, still love that little guy that worked on 3PO's head. When he pops up... Oh, yeah, up, he was great. When he pops up at the end and is like, Eeeh! Goosebumps. Loved it. <laughs> uh, okay. Back to you. Okay. Uh, so when was the last time that you watched the original Candyman? Uh, that would have been... Horrorthon year before last, I want to say. Okay. Possibly uh, so on VHS. This, this has been one of those Scream Factory Blu-ray releases that has been ridiculously expensive until recently where the price, they were running a sale on it. I'm like, you know what? I, I should own Candyman. I, I don't own any version of Candyman in my collection. And I'm like, yeah, this is kind of sort of a classic. I need to get this. Mm-hmm. I'm not getting that $16 back anytime soon. Uh, what's the big deal with this movie? I, I, great that it's being remade and great that, you know, it's the subject matter. I, you know, I, I want to be careful here. Tony Todd's great. Uh, but this is just 90s, boring, d- drabby, almost non-horror. Like it's, I watched the unrated version, by the way, on this disc. I'm like, Really? Really, this is this is what constitutes for unrated, which I believe is ten frames longer than the R-rated. It's still not gory. It Virginia Madsen's boobs are what get this movie to an R rating, in my opinion. It, uh, it's just oh, it takes an hour for Tony Todd's character to show up, and he is admittedly cool in the movie. He makes a good anti-hero villain type, but oh, it's like. You're, the fashions are awful, which th- that's fine. It's a it's a product of its time, but I just don't get the love for this movie, and it's even worse sequel. I, haven't, I don't think I've watched part three, but daggone, was this boring? Boring. Oh, just she's framed for all the bad shit he does in the last forty five minutes of the movie, and a baby stolen for reasons, and ugh. nope, nope. It'll stay on my shelf, of course, but. Nope. I'll be revisiting that one maybe once more in my life. <laughs> Regrettably. Oh, I haven't seen that thing since, I think, probably the VHS days. I watched it once in the theater. Well, wait. I don't even know if I saw that in the theater. Uh, but I remember... No, I didn't. I didn't. I watched it on VHS. And even back then at my I'll Watch Anything Horror stage of my life, which has basically is always and forever, that's me now, is I'll Watch Anything Horror... But back then, it was, oh, that was kind of good, I think. I kind of remember being bored even back then. And, <laughs> your thoughts? I used to own it. I guarantee you that I am repeating what I said, whatever horror-thon it was when I watched it. I don't think it was this last horror-thon. It was the one before that. Uh, I used to own this on VHS. I got rid of it in the big VHS purge. I remember thinking it was scary, had some really scary moments, and it was kind of gross, gory. And I, during that last horrorthon, I watched it on Tubi or something. And oh, I echo everything that you said. It's boring, and nothing happens, and not gory. And then he shows mm-hmm. up, and he's got a hook hand, and that's creepy, and bees and stuff. And then he dr- somebody drowns, I think. And I hate the whole mistaken identity of, oh, we're blaming you for this. Oh. I hate those and subplots. constant, I'm like, because I, I felt bad for her, but I'm like, oh, she's getting beat up. And it was frustrating. I was frustrated through that whole movie, and then it ends on a 
down or no. Oh, and I remember I, being for him, like because it was a slave plot, right? Where he was a slave yes. that was tortured, and he's coming back to kill his oppressors yeah. or something. I'm for that. That's great. Do that. But was she, what was her involvement? Was she the daughter of somebody that tortured him or something? Oh, she was, I mean, she was doing a thesis or whatever, but then she was also the a descendant. Like we see from a, a painting that she was his love from. Blah, and why is she trying to, why is he trying to kill her? You know, you know, uh, I remember to, being to, frustrated. I think to reunite them maybe to like, so that she's dead so that they're reunited. And I, it did, I, I didn't care. I did not care at all. Yeah. I agree. I, <sighs> no, I was, I'm good on Candyman for the rest of my life. I don't think I've yeah. seen any of the sequels. Oh, don't. Just don't. <laughs> I, the second one is even more 90s in not a good way. Uh, but this just gives me more love and respect for those cheesy 80s. Because this one wasn't really cheesy. It was just that drab 90s. Oh, the Philip Glass score, I suppose, was maybe okay back then. But now I'm like, it's very Philip Glassy. Very glassy. Mm. Well, since we're talking about... Uh... Early 90s, late 80s horror. I'll just keep that train rolling. Let's talk about Hellbound, Hellraiser 2. How about that? Yeah. Uh, Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but I've kind of felt like you and I, for the longest time, liked Hellraiser 2 better than Hellraiser 1. I think it's gorier. I mean, I've come around to where Hellraiser 1 is by far the best of the series, but I quite like Part 2. I haven't seen Part 2 in a little while now. Well, for quite a while, that's the way I felt, uh, just because Hellraiser 1 is so hardcore, and I thought Hellraiser 2 is a little more playful. Uh, I caught this on Tubi TV the other day, or not Tubi TV, it was on Pluto TV. They they run Hellraiser 1 and 2 in a cycle, it seems like they have their own channel. Uh, so over the course, honestly, over the course of the last few months, I haven't really talked about them, but I, by catching bits here and there, I have rewatched kind of both these movies. Hellraiser 2 is the one that I want to talk about. It, I, I thought it was better. I was wrong. Hellraiser 1 is better. It's just better in every respect. It's a more solid, functioning movie in all arcs. Hellraiser 2, it, it has moments of cheesiness. It has moments of corniness. It has moments of groaning. Like, ugh, really? You, you said that, pinhead? Ugh. Ashley Lawrence running around being Ashley Lawrence, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with her performance. She's good. I, I don't know. I just, there, I don't feel the scares. I don't feel the fear that I did, that I used to with watching this movie. And that I do feel with part one. Part one still creeps me out and feels evil. It's like Exorcist. I feel I'm watching something hardcore. Hellraiser, mm-hmm. Hellraiser 2, it looks like sets. It looks like matte paintings. It's cool, but it's removing me from that horror that is contained yeah. within that house of the part one. I would agree with that, especially because they you could tell they really were trying to be big, like a way bigger than the first one with their sets and going into the labyrinth or whatever. And it very much felt it was cool, but it did feel a lot more fake. Yeah. And, and weird stop motion penisy hands coming out of. Penisy things coming out of hands and eyeballs oh, attached to the that. end. That was... It's cool. It's cool, but it's not that scary. It's not as scary as yeah. part one. And you know, he she somehow turns Doug Bradley's Cenobite against or Hell uh, Pinhead against the other Cenobites, and 
Yeah, it's it's interesting, but eh, I and and hey, kudos to the Cenobites for uh, having some honor and not just ripping that poor girl to shreds who was forced to solve the puzzle. You know, mm-hmm. they they were like, nah, she's she doesn't really want to play. She doesn't know any better. I'm like, ah, good on you, Doug. Yeah, you got some <laughs> scruples before you play with. Was that the one flush. where they did a flashback to him in World War Two or Vietnam or something? Yeah, and then okay. she shows the picture to him and. Nonsense. I have always been here. Oh, here's a picture. Wait. Single tear. You know. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. Uh, And it goes on a little too long as far as, oh, it's an ending. It's, here's the ending. No, wait, here's the ending. It's still ending. (laughs) That I do remember. That movie clocks in at like an hour and 40, hour and 45 minutes, if I'm not mistaken. If I... I'm not saying it's too long, it just, hour 37 is what I got here, but that's the R-rated version. The unrated is probably, yeah, hour 40-something. Not saying it's too long, it just, it, too many endings. It f- felt like it was over, oh no, we're still going. Oh, it's over. No, we're still going. <laughs> okay, back to you. Okay, 1990, Bronx Warriors. Uh, Enzo G. Castorelli. Uh, stars or directed this thing that, of course, has uh, Fred Williamson and uh, Vic Morrow and the great George Eastman as Golan. Golan is uh, a character. Have you seen 1990 Bronx Warriors? I let me see here. I got Escape There's from that, the Bronx. That's part two, and then part three is the New Barbarians. There's three of them. Oh, I didn't know they were related. Oh, they are. Oh, this movie. Uh, I couldn't tell you anything about Escape from the Bronx, if that tells you anything. <laughs> oh, it's better than this. Um, the best part of this movie is where these gangs... Th- these are the, the lamest gangs ever. Like, this is... I, I think this is kind of Escape from New York ripoff with the Warriors thrown in there. Uh, but then run through the Italian shitter... Uh, Oh, this, this guy with male camel toe pants on. Oh, his pants are just riding up his crack. Like the whole movie, it's like, pull your damn pants down. Like, I don't want to see your balls. <laughs> oh, he's got long, kind of gorgeous hair and, oh, and big lips. Oh, he's kind of handsome. Oh, he's, <laughs> oh, it's it's just, a different kind of show with a cat on your lap, isn't it? Oh, it is. It's just, oh. What's his name, though? Trash. Mark Gregory plays Trash. Uh, but um, he was in um, Escape from the Bronx and, oh, in Thunder, a movie called Thunder. But anyway, so uh, the best part of the movie to me was when these m- numerous gangs show up uh, and there's this guy that he's just got a little drum set there and he's playing the score for the movie. Like, As the gangs all show up, I'm like, this feels kind of naked gunnish. Like, we're, we're doing this. He's he's literally playing the score for us, and we see him sitting there. It was... Keep going. It was, bril- it was brilliant in its stupidity. Um, <laughs> oh, and, just, and then everybody gets out of their cars and off their motorcycles and just, just pants spray-painted on. Spray-painted leather vests, hair... Oh, face paint. 
Yeah. <laughs> I, I, can't, I couldn't tell you anything about the movie other than it's it's just a really, really, really lame ripoff of Escape from New York. And just the gangs are just so lame. Like, like I'm, I, I'm guessing that my nine-year-old could probably take them. Like, they just look... <laughs> Even when he's sick? Uh, maybe, man. Just pop him on a tricycle, and he can just run right through him. Yeah. Well, at least he knows where the balls are to punch. Uh huh. Yeah. Oh yeah. There, there, there's bullseyes on those bad boys. But uh, yeah, there you go. Escape from the Bronx or a uh, 1990 Bronx Warriors. Now I have to watch Escape from the Bronx because you know it's you have to complete the trilogy. Fred Williamson uh-huh. is just embarrassed too. Oh, I'm like, I just feel for you, buddy. You're Oh, collecting that paycheck. <laughs> uh, last round. Anything else you want to do? Uh, you, you know what? Yes, one more. Uh, I want to talk about, just briefly, Humanoids from the Deep. Not the very cool and very grimy 80s one. This is the 1996 version. The, the made-for-TV version. Is this a remake? Oh, yeah. It's produced by... By uh, Roger Corman, starring Robert Carradine, Revenge of the Nerds guy, um, and who else is Emma Sams? She was in TV shows, if I'm not mistaken. Um, <laughs> How very Clint specific Howard is of in you. this? Yeah, yeah. Well, let's see, Emma Sam, uh, Emma Sams. She's I know she's been in things. The Cold Oh Dynasty. See, I was in General Hospital. Bingo. Um, I wasn't calling you out and saying you were wrong. She wasn't in TV shows, but you're just. Oh, she was in TV shows. Oh, Walton Goggins. I mean, he's he's a guy now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was. Uh, he didn't last long in this one. He was a bit character. Um. Uh. This. Uh, I. I. I'll just go out and say this. I, this was better than Candyman. I. I had more fun with this turd than Candyman. That's not uh, a hard it's, sell. At least it's trash, and it knows it's trash, and it's. It. They try to be a little bit gory, although you can tell it's made for TV, so. Like every time something happens, they quick cut away from the gore, and it's like I can tell you filmed that shit. You you filmed more gore. It's just I'm watching a TV version, um, but it was it's almost like they were making a sci-fi slash asylum movie, but before CGI was a thing that they could afford, so they were forced to do practical effects, but to their benefit, it's still practical effects. So there's still guys in rubber suits and it's still kind of gory with prosthetic effects uh but they actually uh it's pretty much the same storyline kind of sort of uh they don't go the racisty route like they did in the first one the 1980 version with the indian and all that but um i don't i don't remember the plot of the original humanoids from the deep i just remember they came out of the ocean and a seafaring town and something and smash windows and yeah and they got rapey yeah. they were very rapey which they, they, that one there they kind of carry over into this one but they try to it's not as it's not as rapey which is fine that's that's fine but i own the dvd i bought the dvd i thought you'd be happy to know that i actually spent money on a digital video disc awesome yeah so there you go that's that's it for me uh this this round okay I'll do a real, real quick doubleheader here, and we'll wrap up. Wife wanted, because uh, Disney Plus and finding stuff to watch with the kids in the evenings, she goes, huh, hey boys, when was the last time you watched Hercules? Hercules is my wife's favorite Disney movie. Oh, the cartoon with, uh... Yeah. 
Was, uh, who's the bad guy? Uh, the, the flame hair yeah. bad guy? Yep. Woods. Okay. Yeah, there you go. James Woods. Uh, so she was like, do you want to watch that again? I was like, I don't care. I don't, I don't mind watching. She's like, this one has the best songs of any Disney movie. And I go, whoa, whoa. You can reel back on that one a little bit. Oh, no, I think it does. I'm like, okay. What, you don't want to watch it? No, I'm totally fine with watching it because I would say Hercules might be in my top ten of Disney as far as funny. I just don't care about the songs. All right, all right. Grumble, grumble. And I said, you know what? After this one, and I like Hercules. It's a good movie. It's funny as hell. Yeah. Uh, After this one, we're going to watch my favorite Disney movie. Uh, I don't know about that. What's the... Well, okay. And then the next night, like, okay, it's my turn. She goes, nah. I'm like, ah, come on. Bullshit. It's like some Eugene rules. You make uh, these agreements uh, and then you don't, don't stick by them. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true. <laughs> uh, so the next night we watched Rescuers Down Under, or at least started it. Oh, and okay. Have you seen this movie? Oh, yes, I have the Blu-ray. That's a good movie. Very good, sir. Very good. Uh, yeah, this is probably one of my favorite, if not my favorite, Dis- Disney animated film. I... Love this movie. The original Rescuers is the first movie that I remember seeing in theaters. Obviously not in its first run, because I'm not 80 years old. But it must mm-hmm. have been in a... What's the word? Repertory? Yeah, repertory screening. Repertory screening. Because uh, that I remember watching that movie as a child. And that was the first time where my I felt like my eyes were open to cinema. Like, holy shit, this is a thing. The sequel, on the other hand, it's like, what, hour 15? It moves so fast... And is so aggressive in its tone and its violence and kidnapping kids and feeding them to crocodiles. I mean, it's aggressive filmmaking. You know what I mean? For a kid's movie? The dude is hardcore. And it's... Uh, I wanted to say Oliver Stone. That's not it. Who does the voice of McLeach? It's, um... Oh, boy. Oh, what's his name? Patton. Who is Patton? Patton Oz? No, who was Patton in the movie Patton? Oh, George C. Scott. It's George C. Scott does the voice of McLeach. And he just... Knocks it out of the park. He's so villainous and intimidating and scary, especially if you're a kid. I loved watching this movie when I was younger. Even though it came out when I was older than Cody character, I still felt like that kid because that's how I went out out and explored the world when I was his age. We just ran around the woods and animals and whatever. Uh, Did all kinds of crazy stuff. And the way that they animate this thing, too. When he's climbing up that cliff to hang out with Marahute, find those eggs and shit. It still makes my knees buckle when he's hanging onto the side of that cliff. It looks like he's two miles straight up in the air, climbing up. Oh, makes me crazy. Then when he gets knocked off the cliff multiple times, the way that they film the wind going through his hair and his clothes rippling. Yeah. It just, it makes my spine tingle every single time. Just gorgeous animation. Then let's bring in our comedy relief in the late great John Candy in the, uh, the, uh, Oh, that's bird. right. Fantastic. All his stuff is absolutely hysterical. Uh, it, it at one point they're going to, those little mice nurses are going to open him up with a chainsaw to fix his back. Dark, dark shit. You know, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love it. I love this movie from top to bottom and no songs. Yay. <laughs> And that was, I, th- I believe that one came out right around A Little Mermaid time, or that was like, that was kind of lumped in, like, it's not really included with those, the classic Disney movies from the 80s, but it is. It was right around that time, or like early 90s or whatever. Yeah. Did that come out of like, what, 89, 90? I'm going to have to look. I don't even know if it got a theatrical. Yeah, I, I actually liked part two much more than the first one. And the first one is 
good, but it, it's very 70s Disney, which is, or, yeah, six, late 60s, early 70s Disney, which is fine, but it's like, um, I to- it's Hey, I, get- I totally agree. I totally agree. Uh, 1990, hour and 17 minutes. And uh, Bob Newhart, oh my God, he is one of the funniest people who has ever walked the earth. The Bob Newhart show was amazing. I just got done watching how many seasons of uh, Big Bang Theory he showed up in there. Uh, that was hilarious. Eva Gabor is in this. That's old school Hollywood royalty. They were the voices of the uh, mice. Oh, such such a damn good movie. The other animals that he get, uh, Cody gets captured with are funny. The little lizard guy running around. I love it. I love this movie to death. And at the end, it's another dark thing at the end. Uh, they trick Joanne, the giant lizard, to jumping on McLeach's back, and then the little mice go and push him over the cliff to fall into the dra- or the uh, crocodile lagoon. <laughs> I, he manages to fend him off, but then he goes over a cliff, and he is dead over a waterfall. Now, did your wife, did she watch this too with you then? Yeah, she's seen it before. Yeah. Does she like it? Yeah. And the kids were getting, like, anxious a little bit, because there are some scary bits. Uh-huh. And I was like, just hang with it. Because you got to see, the, with, with kids, I'm telling you, you got to see it through to the end with them. When they get the resolution at the end, and, and good beats evil, then they're like, ah, oh, whoo, okay. So if you stop it in the middle, when bad is still kind of winning, then it just leaves them afraid of the next thing. You got to, come on, we'll get through this hurdle. And by by the end, then my son was, uh, the one that was worked up was, whoo, yeah, I really did like that, Dad. Okay. Now, has he seen the other, like, classic, more classic Disney movies, Lion King, Aladdin, Beauty and the Beast? Um, Aladdin, yes. Beauty and the Beast, probably not. I don't think we've seen Lion King. He might have. I don't know. I hate that movie, so. <laughs> Anytime they're like, we're going to watch Lion King, I'm like, have a wonderful time. I'll be in my office. Uh-huh. That movie can, oh, I hate that movie. Okay, uh, we need to do Coming Soon wrap-up. Okay, uh, Coming Soon for me is, got my Vinegar Syndrome package for the month, uh, Extra <laughs> 3, Watch the Skies, Hollywood Horror House, uh, those are going to be things that aren't good, I'm sure of, um, Death Ship, have I ever talked about Death Ship with, uh, uh, oh. Yes. Now this is not Ghost Ship, this is not the, uh, Dark Cat. I know. This is the, uh... It's an 80s movie I threw up on the roulette a couple times, I think. Oh, okay, well... And you went, no, no, I own that on Blu-ray. No, I have it on Blu-ray, yes. Uh, so I'm going to give that one a rewatch just because it's... It's a good movie. Very good movie. Oh, I feel like there's something on Shudder that popped up that I'm like, oh, that sounds Eugene-ish. Uh, let me... Oh, and I'm thinking about maybe dragging my wife to, uh... Oh, the Island movie that's coming out... Uh, this weekend. Oh, what's it? Uh, Fantasy Island. Hmm. Um, it's PG-13. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, that's a horror movie, sir. I know, but it's... But, yeah. It might not be. Um, that's going to go over well. Uh, that's going to go over real well. Happy Valentine's Day, right? Oh, Dogs Don't Wear Pants. Um, that should be something. Wow. Yeah, Dominatrix. Um... I gotta watch that from Finland. Okay, that's adding to my list. Dogs don't wear pants. Great title too. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's I. Oh, I I started that show that you were talking to me about. Uh, but I started it when I was just sicker than shit, and I lasted fifteen twenty minutes. I'm like, I I'm not in the mood for this. I wasn't in the mood for anything. Yeah, I know. 
So I'm, yeah, don't do it when you're sick. Yeah, no, like, no, uh, this is not. That was where I was like, literally, like, watch, like, maybe this. Nope, I'm angry. Maybe this. Nope, I'm angry. And so I finally just turned the TV off and went to bed. Sick. Yep. <laughs> that's where that's where the Pluto TV comes in real handy because they have a lot of uh, uh, TV shows that yeah doesn't matter. I can, I can watch an episode of this. And then fall asleep. Yeah, deep sea fishing or Egypt something or other history channel-y type things. Perfect falling asleep material. Yeah, and stuff that you don't have to have any feelings about. It, you know, whereas you're, if you're watching a movie, automatically I'd get aggressive about it. Okay, uh, coming soon for me, Underwater, Birds of Prey, Bad Boys 3, Lock and Key is the show you're talking about, my wife and I. I started on my own, but then she came in, and now uh, we're committed. We're watching that <laughs> uh, episode of Night. Um, probably be done this week. There's only ten episodes. So, so far, so we good. watched like five. We watched like five in one day. I mean, we are nice. we burnt through a bit. It it's a combination of fantasy. There are elements of horror in there, but I think, like I said, if you can get your wife to episode three, it's Harry Potter enough horror that I think she'd be all right. And and the stuff that happens in one and two isn't straight up horror. It just they're flirting with it. They're alluding to it. We might be doing this. We might you you. You know, I, I kept going, is uh, is this going to turn into a horror thing? Are you going to do some crazy jump scare with a ghost? And they don't really. They just flirt with it. And okay. then by episode three, it it's more, oh no, this is magic and fantasy stuff. It becomes very clear in episode three. Okay, like, gotcha. Like, yeah, right. I liked what I, I mean, what I saw was, was fine, but I, again, I was just like, no, I'm uh, not, not, not right now, not with rumble guts. Yeah, yeah. Well, it'd be a nice thing that you can watch with Joni for 40, 50 minutes, an episode a night, and then, yeah. Be done. Yeah. Yep. There was, a, hey, by the way, there was another Netflix show that just came out that I I saw the commercial for, I saw the advertisement, I'm like, ah, that looks like something that you might, oh, what was it called? Um, I've added a few Netflix shows recently. There was one uh, Swedish show called, oh, I want to say Thor, but that's not it, or Ragnarok or something. It has something to do with that. Ragnarok. Yeah, I added that one. Uh, oh, there was one that I thought you might want to check out. Looked like a horror or something. It was October something. What was that? I added it to my queue. October Faction. That's the one. That's yep. I saw the uh, the advertisement for that, and I'm like, ah, that looks kind of good. I agree. It. I thought it looked sweet, but then I got yeah. caught up on. The, I've been waiting on this lock and key because it's based on a comic book. A very popular comic book, and so I wanted to see what was going on with that. Cool, yeah, October Faction. That does sound good. I'm I'm on Netflix right now, looking at it, and uh, let's see how many episodes. Uh, man, Netflix just pumps out the TV shows. I mean, just uh, ten episodes, all of thirty nine, forty minutes each. That's not bad. Hello, hello. Oh, hi. Oh, I lost you there for the last thirty seconds or so. Okay, oh. I got you back. All right. How many episodes are there? Uh, ten episodes, 39, 40 minutes each. That's not bad. Per- perfect. Perfect. Yeah. No, Just that's the way I like it. Yeah. That might be you You sample that one before I dive into that, because that's not wife material, so that would be me by myself. Well, that's not my wife mater- material either, so... Yeah. We will see. Okay, anything you want to add for this episode? I think that should do it. Next week is... Top tens, right? Yeah. Let's do, uh, what do you want to do first? Do you want to do top ten of the year or top ten of uh, roulette? Can't do both. Um, 
Unless you want to drop recently watched for a week. Mm. Nah, let's stick with recently watched. Let's maybe get the roulettes done. I agree. Yeah, we'll get those done. Who knows, maybe by then you'll have Parasite watched at some point. I might even be getting that on uh, Vudu, depending on the price. Uh, if you do, I'll try and have that watched. Okay. I guess between, yeah, between now and then I'm going to, well, now and two weeks from now, I'm going to try and watch as many 2019 releases as I can. Yeah, other than Jojo Rabbit. Jojo Rabbit's like the only one that I'm, I, I would like to get watched, but if I can't, oh well, whatever. Yeah. We're not the Academy. We don't sit around and watch movies all day, every day, and don't vote on movies we haven't seen. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I've got a cat in my lap. There's that. I got a cat that's purring on my lap. I'll leave you with that, folks. Okay. I got a cat in my lap. Fulci <laughs> has one in his brain. You got one in your lap. I do. I do. Purring away. Just revving the engines right on my crotch. Okay, I'll see you next week. (laughs) (laughs) All right, see ya. Bye. Thanks for listening. Hey, if you want to get a hold of the Movie Freaks, you can get a hold of us facebook.com backslash Movie Freaks Pod on Twitter at Movie Freaks Pod. Drop us an email, moviefreakspod at yahoo.com. Intro music was public domain by www.rutgermuller.nl.